This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. From New York City, this is Film Spotting Streaming Video Unit. I'm Matt Singer, and I'm here to introduce a special live episode of the show. Allison Wilmore will be back on our next episode. She was traveling right as my paternity leave was finishing up. So what we are presenting to you this week is a special live show that was recently recorded at Union Hall in Brooklyn, New York, That features myself and Dan McCoy and Stuart Wellington from a great podcast called The Flop House. The Flop House, which is Dan and Stuart and another very funny gentleman by the name of Elliot Kalin, is a podcast dedicated to one of my favorite subjects, bad movies. And when a live show that Allison and I were tentatively hoping to have last month didn't quite work out because of Allison's schedule, she was traveling to a film festival – I invited Dan and Stuart to come join me for a kind of crossover podcast show. So what you are about to hear, we called Flop Spotting SVU, where we did segments from both of our shows at a live joint podcast. So first, you're going to hear me and Dan and Stuart review Transformers The Last Night, which is... Currently available to rent on many online platforms. And then after that, you're going to hear a little trivia contest between Dan and Stuart that I moderated, came up with the questions for, in which I test their knowledge of Michael Bay's Transformers movies. And that's a lot of fun. And finally, we each recommended a bad movie in addition to Transformers The Last Night that you can watch at home right now on streaming. So you'll get a a little bit of everything you like on our show, plus a lot of what's great about the flop house as well. I do want to warn you, there is a little bit of uh, foul language here, some four-letter words more than usual on Film Spotting SVU, just in case that bothers or concerns anyone. Uh, If you enjoy this, I do encourage you to check out the flop house for yourself. Uh, You can find it on iTunes or the podcast app of your choice. Their website is flophousepodcast.com. You can follow Dan on Twitter at Dan McCoy and Stuart at FlophouseCat. I'm, of course, at Matt Singer. And with that, let's start the show. This is 
like uh, this is like the Avengers of podcasts, right? <laughs> sure, yeah. Because you equally successful. Yeah. Yes, clearly, because you you know you follow separate franchises, uh-huh. and then they come together. Okay, yeah, I, I mean, and if I people mean, stay around at the end, like Samuel Jackson's going to come out. I think in terms of audience uh, turnout, this is more of an Alien v Predator mm. kind of team up, maybe, or maybe Alien v Predator Requiem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Perhaps Di- that. Diehards only. Do you remember when Alien vs Predator Requiem was coming out, and people were like, "This one's fucking awesome." <laughs> I do remember. This one's that. going to uh, bring the, both franchises back into the spotlight. I do remember that. And I was so bummed that after the first Alien vs. Predator, there was that moment where the Predator is with the, the woman, and they're standing on a cliff, and you're like, are these guys going to make out? Because <laughs> <Now laughs> if he wasn't a Predator, they would probably make out. It's now be painful to make out with a Predator. I mean, sometimes, pointy. sometimes pain's great, and it feels good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Let me introduce you to my friend Pinhead. Bring, bring him out, guys. <laughs> So, wait, Requiem, wasn't that one of the ones that was directed by, like, a brother team? And they were, like, the Blank Brothers. As yes. if they were, like, really branding, like, for the future. Like, these people are going to blow up off of Alien vs. Predator Requiem. They're going to be huge. The Blank Brothers. I cannot remember which brothers Spirig? they were. Spirig? Spirig. Yeah. They did oh, Sky- the Skyline Brothers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Famous for their chili. Yep. And <laughs> rightly so. Uh-huh. So cinnamony. <laughs> so yeah, I guess we should start talking about a movie uh-huh. eventually. Okay. I mean, we we were just talking about like two different movies. You're right, <laughs> and you're holding a sword that's from, from another, another movie, movie. Uh, yeah. for the audience at home. Yes, Stuart is armed. <laughs> yes, uh, Matt, do you want to explain the significance of this sword? Sure. Well, so I uh, I host this uh, podcast called Film Spotting SVU, uh-huh. and my Thank you, one person. We have an audience of one person, <laughs> but we've been going strong for several years now, and my co-host, uh, Allison Wilmar, couldn't be here tonight, and she said, you should bring the Gymkata sword. And actually, that was Allison's... She wanted, the, she wanted the sword to be your guest yeah. host and not Yeah, us. she couldn't be here, so she's like, bring the next best thing to me, which is a sword that was used in the movie Gymkata, the 1985 classic. Yeah, I mean, I think... For some people in the... I mean, probably not for this audience, but maybe you need to explain a little bit about Jim Cotta. I'm pretty sure everyone knows what Jim Cotta is. Perhaps the tagline, at least. The tagline of Jim Cotta is the skill of gymnastics, dot, 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 ellipsis, the kill of karate. Jim Cotta. Jim Cotta. And uh, that was Allison's wedding gift to me was this sword. To this, you and your wife. To me and my wife, who is the, an even bigger Gymkata fan than I am, actually. I, you wouldn't expect it, but it's true. Not to get too personal, but this is your wife that is currently at home right now with your, what, like, month-old baby? Not even. Three weeks. Three weeks. And Matt's like, no, I gotta go out and talk about go. Transformers. Can you hand... Put down the Gymkata sword. I'm bringing it with me tonight. <laughs> yeah, Sorry, yeah. Mel. Yeah. So, you mean yes. your your children don't sleep in a bed with the Jim sword? <laughs> it's a li- it's sharp. Oh, okay. I mean, you yeah. can attest to it. It is heavy. Yeah, it's it's very heavy. I mean, oh, it yes. would it would certainly cleave a man in twain. I mean, I don't know how sharp it is, but like that doesn't matter. You could definitely bludgeon. Like... You could definitely bludgeon someone yeah. with it. Very yeah. very seriously. I, and you and you were saying before that you've got it past the bouncer upstairs. They didn't care. <laughs> he didn't even look. He wanted to see my ID. But yeah. uh, did not notice the large 
large weapon. cardboard box that has sword written on it. Can I? That's can, not entirely true. It says Jim Cotta sword. On that. Can I see an ID for your sword, sir? <laughs> yep. Yeah, I didn't have. I, I, I had my license for the Jim Cotta sword with me, so he didn't give me any problems. America, am I right? Crazy laws. Okay, so uh, so what movie are we talking about tonight? Tonight we are talking about Transformers. Colon. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Yep, making me wait for it. <laughs> the last night. Yeah. Okay. Now this is the. How many people here have seen the movie? Oh. Show of hands. <laughs> what? I got. That's two. great. You shouldn't see it. Two in the audience that I see. They came because they didn't want to see it, but they want to know what happened. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're hoping we will explain it. They're hoping we're just going to gonna screen it, it here. <laughs> And that's crazy because it's like two and a half hours long. Yeah. We actually How many could right now. Hours and a half do you need <laughs> to explain robots fighting one another? Okay, well, we'll do our best to explain it. So they're tr- they robots. Uh-huh. Okay. Yep. In disguise. Yeah. Okay. I w- all right. Right off the bat, I've got a problem. Because <laughs> I think by this, uh, what is this? The is this the fifth? This is movie? the fifth Transformers the fifth movie. movie. Yeah. They seem to have. Have you? Have you in- guys? How many people here have seen all five Transformers movies? Even the one person who had seen The Last Night has not seen all of them. Yeah, I think I have. I have. I Uh, I saw a couple of them because they were playing during the summer, and I'm like, I could use three hours of air conditioning. (laughs) That's really all they're good for. (laughs) This is when you were riding the rails as a hobo. There's sweet air conditioning deals to be had. Just right. you and your Jimkata sword, right? <laughs> but there. I've got a problem. I want to object immediately Please. to robots in disguise. Please. Uh-huh. By, because by the time that we're at the fifth movie, they seem to have forgotten about the disguise part. <laughs> yes, They're just they have. like, we're going to run around as giant robots the entire time. Yes. And, and the actually, fact that they can transform is worthless. And actually, in this movie in particular, most of them do not transform. There's like, no. There's like all these knights... They're ancient knights. Uh huh. Yep. And they don't transform. Maybe they're that's just big what robot they, knights. What do you think that the ancient ones would have transformed into? That's a like, good question. What would they disguise? Like just like mountains, Ro- robot like, horses. Well, they yeah. do transform into a giant three-headed dragon. Uh huh. Which just I feel like, like you would have been like really into. I was that's not really a disguise. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna object to the idea of a dragon being a disguise <laughs> because if your uh, if your idea is like let's not draw attention to ourselves. Yeah, yeah. It's a little conspicuous. I'm just, I'm just working in my field. I'm a serf uh, serving my lordship. And, uh, oh, yeah, I'm just working regular day. Oh, no transformers around. No robots. Oh, a dragon. Cool. I see that every day. Yeah. Haven't seen any robots. <laughs> no robots at all. But that giant metal dragon, because it's <laughs> metal. It, oh. Yeah, sorry. So we, so we should, I guess we should go through the plot a little bit. Yeah. As best as we can. Because this really is one of the most incoherent movies that I have ever seen. Okay. For sure. But we'll do our best. <laughs> okay. So it starts, as as you would expect, because it's a movie about robots in disguise, it starts in, <laughs> in Arthurian, the age of Arthurian legend. <laughs> yes. 400 uh, AD, I guess, or somewhere yeah, around roughly, there, yeah, yeah. roughly. And, uh, and, the, the, Ar- and Arthur is a character. King Arthur is a character in the mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, he's, well, they're having like a powwow in the middle of a battle. Yeah. While these giant flaming metal balls are flying around, mm-hmm. uh, there's no real structure of the battle. But you're assuming the uh, the Arthur and his gang, the good guys, are losing, right? Yes. Because yeah. there's a group of more savage-looking fellows that seem to be enjoying themselves. 
Uh, and they're talking about how, uh, you know, they're totally done, except uh, maybe there's a chance that their friend Merlin's going to Merlin. save them. At this point, you're like, Merlin's in this shit? Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I was coming to a movie about robots. <laughs> I didn't expect to get some history. <laughs> it is pretty amazing, especially because there was an entire King Arthur movie that came out this summer, like uh-huh. two months before this movie. <laughs> and they had no <laughs> yeah. fucking robots They in had it. no robots in it. Yeah. So I mean, I haven't like, seen it yet, but I'm assuming Michael Bay right. was like, fucking checkmate, man. <laughs> I got King Arthur and robots. But uh, yeah, Merlin is wan- wandering along, and yes. he's uh, very drunk. Stanley and Tucci. played by Stanley Tucci, which has, I didn't realize until I has, fucking looked at IMDb. Who has already played a character in this series that yes. wasn't Merlin. Yep. He played in the last movie. Not even in one of one he, through three. It was part four. Yes, he was like the Steve, this like Steve Jobs-esque uh, guy who was creating like his own Transformers. Yeah, he's like, this is a great app that I can use. I don't know. I can't even do a parody. I'm he sorry. Used, <laughs> wait, I, I'm really embarrassed that I know this, but I remember he used... The element that Transformers are made out of, mm-hmm. Transformium. Sure. Checks out. I didn't make it up. I'm just, don't shoot the messenger. And he uses it to create to a Beats speaker. Okay. He uses it to create product placement. We, like, watched this for our podcast. Yes, and I don't did. remember any of this that you're talking about. Nope. Nope. You, you, All you right. got it? All right. Well, I he was remember, in that movie. I do remember that Mark Wahlberg was in it. He and was. his character, an inventor yes. named Katie Yeager. That's I right. remember that. I think we were talking about. The, were we talking about this with Elliot? I don't know. Like, I mean, probably he's the other person we talked to. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about how much of the last uh, Transformers was taken up by discussions about. The Romeo and Juliet laws. Yes, that happened. And rather, like this person, this guy who's like like eighteen, who's like fucking like a seventeen-year-old, whether that's legal, and he's like, I'm grandfathered in. Here's my certificate. Yes, he produced from his wallet. Yeah. The, the law. Which yes. like I knew why that is happened. It in this just... robot movie. <laughs> why, why is this legal justification for the having thing sex is, with Dan... an underage woman? Robots are fantasies, and Michael Bay is also living out his weird fantasy about, I don't know, photocopying laws and keeping them yeah. in his pocket. That's All true. Right. But we haven't gotten very far in this movie. No, yet. but we have plenty of time. So, so this, is, this opening sequence, I would have expected in a different movie for it to just be like a montage. Like, Anth- have Sir Anthony yes. Hopkins do some voiceover yes. and just... Which he does also, in yeah. addition to. But just do a quick montage instead of having a kind of hard-to-understand battle sequence where, like, two armies that you can't really tell who's winning, fighting, and then all of a sudden a giant metal dragon rolls through them all. Like, it doesn't even (laughs) fly over and barf flame on them. It just does this weird roll attack, which you might remember is the signature move of every Transformer. (laughs) Like, as soon as they have a chance, they're like, I'm going to start breaking dancing. (laughs) So that happens, and then (laughs) there's a a moment where it looks like the good guys are celebrating their victory, and... I was very distracted by one guy who was dying on a spear <laughs> stuck through him. <laughs> <Yay>! <laughs> I'm like, what's that guy's story? I guess he's dead. We'll never find out. <laughs> yeah. So, and, and the one other like key thing here was that Merlin, Stanley Tucci, uh-huh. was given by a Transformer uh-huh. a stick, a magic stick. Yeah, it's a staff. Yeah. Yes, that he can use to uh-huh. wield... The, the dragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He controls the dragon with a stick. It makes perfect sense. Yep. And he says, 
guard this stick. The robot The does. robot says The it. robot that like sneaks up on him super weird. Like it's edited very strangely, much like most of this movie. But he's like, Stanley Tucci standing in front of this big hole and he's shouting. And then all of a sudden this robot's right up on him. He's like, sup? Yeah, basically. Okay. So flash forward, um, what, a million years in the future? What's <laughs> going on? Sure. <laughs> They're Elocks and, and, and Morlai, or whatever the fuck it was. What? Morlocks and Eli, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was looking for. The Ewoks and Morlocks. The Ewoks are there. The, yeah, sure. Yep. <laughs> and uh, now we are in 2017. Uh-huh. All right. The far-flung future. Okay. And, and we uh, get another voiceover explaining the current Now, now we do get the voiceover with Anthony Hopkins. Uh-huh. That uh, Optimus Prime has left. Transformers and humans are fighting. Yes. Transformers are totally cool to hang out in Cuba. Except in Cuba. Yeah. Yeah. Where they like play soccer. Literally there's a shot of a Transformer playing soccer in Cuba. Uh-huh. And hanging out with John Turturro, also yeah. a character from earlier in the series. <laughs> John Turturro, who if you had not seen any other movie in the series, you would be baffled by his presence. <laughs> like, they never explain why he's like what he's doing. Like he's just there, like he's on the phone with Anthony Hopkins providing him with information. But other than that, you're just like I guess there's this fucking weird guy in Cuba who phones people and I think, talks about Transformers. I think the reason, Dan, is because when an actor is in a movie, he makes money. Ah. Okay. And, and money I think can be exchanged for goods and services. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It can help pay for one's lifestyle. Yeah, all right. Okay. But I, I, I think that like it makes sense to me, honestly, that at this point, Transformers have been outlawed. Like, yes. honestly, like... <laughs> I wow, bold s- stance, dude. Well, like, I kind of said, like, we're supposed to be like, oh, but the Autobots. And I just like, fuck the Autobots. Like, I sympathize with this anti-transform. Like, was- they have come to the Earth and done nothing but destroy cities by fighting each other. That's possibly because one of the uh, one of the characters who's fighting against them is played by uh, Josh Duhamel from uh, from various things. He was in from the earlier, Transformers earlier Transformers movie. From he, he's also cut from right, Timothy Olyphant. He's also from a TV show called Las Vegas where he played a character named Danny McCoy. Coincidence that what? you identify with him, Dan? Whoa. Dan, I called you here today to call you out on being a Josh Duhamel sympathizer. <laughs> How do you respond to these wild allegations? I'm, like I said, I think he's a cut right of Timothy Oliphant. He's like, you wow. look at him and you're like, you're excited for half a second, and then you're like, oh no, that's I think Milady doth protest too much. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we haven't gotten to Kate Yeager yet, I guess. No, we're I mean, in we Chicago. Can't... We're in Chicago. Yeah. Which was destroyed in movie number three, Transformers number three. Uh-huh. Dark of the Moon? I Probably. It was yeah. turned into a crater that resembled uh, their delicious local pizza treat, right? Yeah, their local <laughs> pizza treat. I love the way you put that. That's all I know about Chicago. Yeah, sure. <laughs> we'll fact check that later. Okay, thank you. So Chicago was destroyed in movie three. It was magically undestroyed in movie four, but okay. it's destroyed again in movie five. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wait, that's d- where Stanley wait. Tucci was hanging out in number four. Okay. That's what I was wondering. Just I trust me on this, guys. I've seen all the Transformers movies. Don't worry. So there, we're in Chicago, which is in ruins. Uh-huh. And th- these uh, they, these uh, knockoff Stranger Things kids are, yes. are wandering through it. Michael Bay definitely had seen Stranger Things. He's like, we need our own Stranger Things kids. He hires a bunch of kids to play... Wandering through the wasteland of Chicago, uh-huh. 
He had also definitely seen RoboCop because there's like Ed 209 guys wandering around. Of course he's seen RoboCop, like, dude. Okay, everyone's seen RoboCop. But Michael Bay was like, I want my own RoboCop. And then they start shooting at the kids. And that's when they're saved by... Uh, some lady. Some young lady. Some 14-year-old well, lady. 14-year-old lady. But she like... So she's introduced to... The, I just... I mean, not to jump ahead. Where are you going with this, dude? <laughs> Not to fucking jump ahead, but like she's introduced as if she's going to be a major player okay. in this film, and she like has her moments in these like next sequences where like uh, she's buddies with this uh, transformer named Canopy, and Canopy Canopy gets blown up, yeah. uh-huh. and like she bonds with uh, Mark Wahlberg, who comes in and saves her, and she's got a little uh, batteries not included transformer. Guy. Yeah, Squeaks. exactly. Yeah. Uh, but you're made to believe that she's going to be an important character in the movie, and then she's literally like left behind on a different continent for half the film, <laughs> and then at the end, she's brought back just to be like, I stowed away, hello, but she doesn't fucking do anything that helps them at the end of the movie. Nothing. She's just there. She's just an extra character. I, I didn't time it, but we could, we should, someone should... Once you go home and watch this movie, as I'm sure everyone here will yeah. do, time how long she vanishes for and compare that to how long Optimus Prime vanishes for in the middle <laughs> of this movie. Because he's not in very much of it either. Wait, are you saying through the same person? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> now that you mention it... one of them has shiny metallic skin, Matt. <laughs> but they're robots in disguise. So perhaps, uh, yeah, think about it. So perhaps Optimus's disguise was this fourteen-year-old girl. Yeah, if they can. By the way, if they can fucking scan like, like cars and turn into like mm-hmm. the, ne- the nearest car to them, why can't they just turn into a person? Why can't they be? They like, did more in, in, in Transformers. I know way too much about these movies. <laughs> All right. And actually, in Transformers: Revenge of the Fallen, <laughs> they did turn into people in Shia LaBeouf. Dormitory. Uh, I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm, re- I'm really impressed that you can just pull that nerd impression out, Matt. <laughs> That's my actual voice. <laughs> I'm suppressing it the rest of the time. Uh, so, so the the 14 year old girl she saves these Stranger Things, the knockoffs, uh-huh. and then they're all saved by Kate Yeager, Kate who you've Yeager. already mentioned, Mark Wahlberg, all American inventor, playing the both the least convincing Texan. And the least convincing inventor <laughs> in cinema history as one character whose yeah. name is But the most Kate convincing Yeager. name, yeah. Kate, Kate Yeager. Yeager. It's a Kate real Yeager. name. Yeah, yeah. I believe it. So uh, we're introduced to his robot buddies. They kill a bunch of other robots. Uh, you learn that there's a standoff between the U.S. military who wants to stop these robots. And then they put a tracker on uh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee. Who's, I guess the hero of the Transformers movies. He's the fellow who can't speak with his own voice, <laughs> except <laughs> when he can. <laughs> the fellow. Uh, the well, can, I, can I can I raise one question that I had in this scene here? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So we have the, the this fourteen year old girl. Okay. Okay. Be, Isabella. I think. Isabella with a Z. With a Z is how she describes it. She several times throughout this movie after can you mentioned Canopy. <laughs> huge! Okay. I'm a huge can. First of all, I'm a huge Canopy fan. Uh huh. Yeah. One of my favorite Transformers. He is. He is. He's killed. A, he, here. He's the. He's the Transformer. Spoiler alert! Turns into a pile of rocks. <laughs> yeah. No. He, yeah. His thing is like he looks like a bunch of rubble. He looks like a bunch of rubble. And but he it walks covers around, people. Yeah, like an umbrella covering people, like a rubble umbrella. Yeah. You yeah. Your, your your average rubble umbrella. Shockingly, he <laughs> shockingly this <laughs> this is, does. This guy doesn't work, and he's immediately murdered. <laughs> so he dies. 
And Isabel's very upset about this. Yeah. She repeatedly says, those things killed my only friend. Uh-huh. My family, they killed him. My only friend. And meanwhile, yep. she, as you've already mentioned, she has this other little goober squ- squeaks yeah. that's constantly following her around. <laughs> so she's like, my only friend, my only friend. And yeah. like Squeaks is standing like right there, and he's like, yeah. You forgot about me. Squeaks is like, by the way, like it's like a Transformers Wally. Like, yes. you know, like a little Wally. Michael Bay definitely saw Wally. And he's like, I want a Wally. Thing. He's a, like a Vespa scooter. Yeah. It doesn't transform. Yeah. He's useless. He also does nothing in the movie. Yes, they they set him up. They set him up. Set him up, and you expect. Well, at some point, this is going to pay off. This guy that. <laughs> yeah. This little creature that's obnoxious and he's annoying like, and can't yeah, transform. He's, he's got. He's the Rudy of the movie. Right. He's going to come in at the last moment and do something heroic. And Spoiler yeah. alert! Again, he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a little bit like he saw Force Awakens, and he's like, I can do better than BB-8. But then he didn't do better than BB-8 because this guy sucks. <laughs> he does. Okay, so uh, Kate Yeager, Mark Wahlberg, saves them all. That fellow Bumblebee has a tracking device on him. They, they head back to their secret hideout, which is a... It's a, like a junkyard, It's right? a junkyard in the Badlands of South Dakota. Yeah. Near to an empty town that will become oh, yes. uh, important. And I do like that they say that they're hiding out from... Because, as you mentioned, the Transformers have been outlawed. Both the good ones and the bad ones... And they're they're hiding out in a junkyard. They can't be found there because they're hiding amongst junk. So who's going to find the twenty foot tall talking robots <laughs> that walk around? And also, there's a dinosaur there that breathes fire. A robot dinosaur that breathes fire. No one could ever pierce the veil of secrecy around this junkyard yeah, and this, find these creatures. There's kind of the chance that we are introduced to all the Autobots. Those are the good. Uh, Transformers, mm-hmm. and they all have very specific accents. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, don't we have like we've got like a samurai Autobot, yep. and then we've got John Goodman, who's kind we got of a like John Goodman a, robot, a Viking kind of a little bit like. I mean, he just sounds like John Goodman. Yeah, but like he's got like a big like robot beard, which is the weirdest thing. There's a lot of robot beards in this movie, yeah. Dan. <laughs> I mean, this is a series where robots had testicles at one point, but and it's it's. Odd, right? Because it does appear like every robot in this movie is at least voiced by a man. It doesn't appear there's there's no like female robots. So does it mean that all Transformers are non-gendered or agendered? <laughs> How much time do we have to like, break this does, question down? Yeah, does uh, Optimus Prime give a speech at any point where he's like, on Cybertron, you can use either bathroom? <laughs> In the deleted scenes, maybe. <laughs> sure, yeah. Maybe. There is one There is one female. I don't know if she's a Transformer. The bad guy in this movie is... Oh, yeah. Quintessa? Quintessa. Yeah. Yeah, she's... I don't know if we've seen she's her She's portrayed yet. as female. <laughs> yeah, I mean, she's, she's like got tentacle legs. style yeah, okay. lady. Yeah. yeah. Ursula from Little Old Mermaid. She's hanging out on Cybertron. Your favorite tentacled lady. We Whatever. probably have seen her... She's probably introduced around this point. Who can remember? Yeah. She has Optimus Prime at the end of the last movie. He's How many people saw the last Transformers movie? Think, stop asking <laughs> no. Yeah! Awesome. Well, let me explain that entire movie right now, right here. So at the end of that movie, Optimus Prime was like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And he leaves the planet. He's in search of his creator. 
Yeah. Cut to this movie where he's like he's floating through space. He's floating at random. He's He's all like iced up because it's so cold. (laughs) And the zero, like yeah, the absolute zero space. He's floating through space, and despite the fact that he is frozen solid, floating through, he still manages to land. I guess by accident on Cybertron. Yeah, he's. The luckiest, the luckiest robot. <laughs> that was the original the title of the robot. movie. Transformers: <laughs> colon, the, Transformers luckiest robot. the luckiest robot. So, as luck would have it, he lands on Cybertron and meets, I guess, his creator, which is Quintessa, this robot in disguise lady who is like, "You're gonna help me destroy Earth." It appears like his home planet has been ravaged by some kind of malady. And the only person there is this evil person who's saying, "You're gonna serve me." She slaps his face. He gets a streak of red paint on it, and that's why you know. That's how you know that he's, he's a evil. bad guy now. Yeah, and his, his eyes change color. It's kind of like when Vin Diesel became evil What's in he? Fate and the Furious. She gives him a she gives him another name though. What was it? Like, Nemesis Prime. Nemesis Prime. I'm Nemesis Prime. Now. Which he is pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> is it like? But it doesn't she says something like, "So Earth is was it Omicron? What it?" You actually. <laughs> oh, me, it's um, Unicron. Unicron. All right, Earth is Unicron. Yeah, that Earth is like. The I feel yin. like we should have one of those like conspiracy theory walls behind <laughs> us with yarn. <laughs> Earth is Unicron. <laughs> I mean, just the sheer amount that, Tessa. just the sheer amount that they use like uh, monuments and. Uh, I don't know, like historical sites around planet Earth in this series. Like you could do a crazy, uh, like a crazy conspiracy theory map. Well, we haven't even gotten to the part of this movie that is in itself a crazy conspiracy. Okay. There's a giant. Oh yeah. I don't know if we want to get there now. We can no, get we... there right now. I don't care. Yeah. I, this movie might like. There's no. Put your foot on the it. gas is this what I'm saying. Let's do it. Like they might as well have like put everything on cards, each scene on cards, and then just be like 52 pickup. <laughs> Like, it doesn't matter. If we were to go beat by beat, it would take almost as long as this movie because there's no, like, there's no no attention span. It's just constantly moving. No. Uh, But we're introduced to the secret history of the world via Transformers, uh, told to us by Sir Anthony Hopkins and his robot butler, Cogman. No, no. It's Cogman. Cogman. (laughs) My mistake. Like, he's he's not named Cogman. He's named Cogman. Like, he's an accountant. (laughs) And he's... My name is Jacob P. Cogman, CPA. I feel like Anthony Daniels <laughs> Anthony Daniels saw Cogman and was like, that robot's a bitch. <laughs> well, they call him a C-3PO knockoff in the movie, so I can only imagine what he thought. <laughs> Except for sure. C-3PO can't do kung fu. Right. Which is what makes this robot cool. Yes, so eventually Cade... Jaeger and uh, and Bumblebee wind up in England somewhere uh-huh. at the ancestral home of the Witwickens, uh-huh. the order that is in charge of protecting yeah. the secret history now you may remember, of Transformers. You may remember from early Transformers movies, Shia LaBeouf was Sam Witwicky. Uh-huh. So they're connected. The Witwickens. They are. And, and they even on our conspiracy theory wall up yeah. here. And the they do, they do sneak a little Easter egg of Shia LaBeouf's crazy face into the movie, which is pretty yes. great. And, and Anthony Hopkins mentions that he is the last surviving member of the Order, which I think, I'm pretty sure implies that Shia LaBeouf is dead in, <laughs> in the universe. of At some point, you're nodding, like, yes, yeah, he's <laughs> fine. No one complained. No complaints were registered. Yes, so 
uh, Anthony Hopkins, who looks like he's having a lot of fun in this movie. I have to say. He totally does. He looks like he's, one, having a lot of fun, and two, didn't do more than two takes of anything he... He did, because he is saying his lines so fast. Like, he's like, he's like, when is catering coming for lunch? I have 20 minutes. There's a moment later on in the movie where the heroes are about to go on their adventure in, I don't like, an ancient submarine or something, and Anthony Hopkins is all excited to go, and then he's like, I'm sorry, I have to leave you, and I'm like, it must be because he's only paid for three days. Right? I've, only, I've only been contra- yeah, contractually obligated. Him and Optimus Prime, they were both on those contracts <laughs> yeah. where they only had to show up for three days. Exactly. Now, we, we could, should we try to... Explain, if, explain the secret history of the Transformers Well, should we let Anthony it? Hopkins... Yeah, do sure, you guys yeah. want to see the secret history of Transformers? Yeah. Okay. If our tech can... Let's see if we can set this up. If we pull this off, we should be able to watch... Should we vamp? Should we vamp somehow? I, it shouldn't take that long. All right, I'll just get off to the side of the stage then. <laughs> How you doing, Dan? I hear you fell asleep while watching this movie. <laughs> I, I did fall asleep, but then I went back and I watched the rest okay. of it. I want to make that clear. Push it over. It's not pushing over. We're not? We're having some technical difficulties. So who here is from New York? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, How many anybody? Yeah. There's a female transformer, according to. RC is pink from the cartoons. She. She dies. She dies in the background of a big battle scene, apparently, without saying anything. Uh, you know. I kind of wish you'd told me about this after the show because I have to perform now knowing that RC's dead. <laughs> Do we... Wait, all right. There's still problems behind us. Didn't this work before... Like, but didn't this work before the show? How did that happen? All right. Maybe you didn't pay enough money to iTunes. Sorry, iTunes. I... I bought the movie instead. All right. Well, let's explain it then instead. And I, what I actually have the list of all the names that Anthony Hopkins mentions. So here's what happens: uh, they 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 go to Anthony Hopkins' uh, ancestral home, yeah, in England, and he explains that the Transformers have been here since the dawn of time, or at least the Arthurian age. <laughs> They've been with us always. And then he lists all the people of history that were part of the Witwicken order. I'm going to read it. That's okay. I'm going to read the names. Here we go. These are the people he mentions. Sure. Catherine the Great. Okay. Yep, right off the bat. <laughs> George Washington. What? Yep. Maybe there's a picture and then there's a picture of like him with like a transformer behind him <laughs> going like this. <laughs> yep. William Shakespeare. All right. Makes sense. Perfect yep. sense. Yep. Queen Elizabeth. Okay. Okay. I could see it. Yep. Abraham Lincoln. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> just so wait like... a minute. So there were Transformers in America during slavery. <laughs> yeah. Wait, definitely because the next two names on the list are Frederick Douglass. Yeah. And Harriet Tubman. Yep. 
Yep. Now, I made this joke earlier, but it clearly means that the Underground Railroad was an actual transforming robot train. Yeah. Uh, the Wright Brothers. That's, then they were See. fucking cheating, dude. Yep, yep. Uh, Michelangelo. Here's the thing, like... The Ninja right. Turtle? Yep. See, yep. So with some of these people, it kind of makes sense. Like, like not really, but, it, like... <laughs> I guess none of it makes sense. But, like, the ones that... Like, Shakespeare and Michelangelo, at that point, it just seems like the Transformers are star fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> They're just, like... It's not, like, who they can help fight. Because, like, Michelangelo is not going to be out there, like, trying to defeat his enemies. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's just... He want, the Transformers just want to be next to him for the reflected glory, I guess. Yeah, probably. Anyway, go on. Yep. Uh, Darwin. Okay. Yep. Churchill. Yeah. Einstein. Okay. Uh, Einstein sure, was yeah, yeah. partying hard with the Transformers. Stephen Hawking. <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. Why? But then they also say, wait, I'm, now I'm just thinking about this. Anthony Hopkins also says that everyone... But him is dead in the order. So that means in the world of Transformers, somebody <laughs> killed Stephen Hawking. <laughs> Stephen Hawking is dead. Somebody killed him. He was in Chicago in part three. Oh, wow. Man. Standing next to Great. RC or something. <laughs> okay, we've got uh, Henry V, Leonardo, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah, okay, that makes yeah. sense. Uh, Newton, Mozart, Beethoven, Edmund Hillary, Teddy Roosevelt, Copernicus, Tesla. Galileo oh. and Shia LaBeouf. All, <laughs> all. They took a. The recruitment took a little bit of a nosedive. <laughs> a couple, a couple, a couple of Bill and Ted's over here. <laughs> Just had like Wikipedia set on random, and they're like, we're gonna. Hang yeah, out like, with. it's just like that. They, they, the, the, that's I guess. And then, and then there is a scene from World set in World War II where we find out that Bumblebee uh-huh. was uh, yeah. helped win World War II and kill Nazis. Yeah, like, uh, and that we discovered that a small watch transformer murdered Adolf Hitler. Yes, there's like, in Anthony Hopkins' house is a watch in like a glass jar, and the female love interest who we haven't mentioned in this movie, probably to her benefit. uh, She's nothing of a person in this movie. (laughs) What? It's not her fault. It's not her fault. Dan, she she is a college professor at Oxford University and is teaching a college-level course where she is talking about why we have myths and legends. (laughs) It's crazy. They're at Oxford, and she's like, King Arthur, did he really exist? Yeah, no, it's a lot of of her telling, like, a dramatic story about King Arthur and then being like, all nonsense, of course. And that's her, like, entire class. <laughs> yes. So she splits her time between doing that and hanging out at home with her, uh, it appears to be, like, spinster aunts her and mother. Her mother and aunt, and, yes, yeah. asking her why she doesn't have a man. Uh, yeah, the one uh, a prime slice of beef, like, Kate Yeager in her life. Michael Bay does the weirdest things when he's not actually having things fight. Like, when it's <laughs> like, hey, just do some, like, little personality stuff. And he's like, let's do this weird shit where people are pressuring people into relationships. I don't know. What's going on? I, I thought that scene was very tender and powerful. Oh, actually. I'm sorry, Matt. <laughs> very relatable. If you've had a nagging mother, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> Offensive. <laughs> I don't like. I don't. It's my mother. I don't. I know, offensive. but somehow still offensive. <laughs> so anyway, th- this this nothing of a character yeah. uh, picks up this uh, watch in Anthony Hopkins' 
mansion. Lair, yeah. Yeah, and as he's like, don't touch that. That's the watch that killed Hitler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it, like, transforms a little bit. And everyone in the audience is like, why didn't the Transformers kill Hitler a little earlier? <laughs> <laughs> like, if they had... If that was on the menu, then, like... <laughs> come on. <laughs> Seems like a no-brainer. <laughs> but... So the uh, the plot point here is that Mark Mark Wahlberg, by I guess helping a robot in the beginning of the movie, uh-huh. has been chosen as the last knight. He was chosen by a uh, a dying transformer, a talisman. Yes, like yeah. a a little, little metal disc. Yeah, uh, has latched onto him. And it travels around his body. There's a scene where he pulls his shirt off to reveal an amazingly cut set of abs. <laughs> while this weird uh, liquid metal slides all over his body. Yeah. It's very erotic. And uh, <laughs> so he has been chosen to be the last knight. Uh-huh. And, and the, the love interest character is supposedly the last descendant of Merlin. Uh-huh. And is the only... Which we're shocked because she looks nothing like Stanley Tucci. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> I think at one point Michael Bay was thinking about using special effects to place Stanley Tucci's face on her body. Yeah, it was gonna, it was gonna be like Looper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Change her nose. Yeah, he went and saw Looper, and he's like, "I can do that with Stanley Tucci on a lady. I can one up you, Ryan Johnson." So she is the last living descendant of Merlin, and she's the only one who can handle that staff that was from the beginning of the movie, the magic stick. Uh-huh. That's the key. And they have to go find it now. Go find it. We don't know where it is. Yeah. And then they go find it. And yeah, I was. this is one of these parts of the movie where I'm just like, I'm kind of not really sure how they found it. Like, there were, like, clues and, like, maybe John Turturro, like, helped someone along the line at a certain point And, like, her, I don't... Her dad was a was one of these secret history of Transformer dudes. Yeah. Uh-huh. And he left put, her a like, message. A message. Right. Which, speaking of the, the, the mother and the, the, the aunt who are sure. all judging them, they go home. They're all still there. They, this is literally all they do is sit around in, in her house and judge mm-hmm. her. And they're there while they're ransacking the yeah. house. They're and they just think, hanging out and Googling Blake Shelton and being like, hmm, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're ransacking the house looking for the clue that will show them where the staff is. And they think that them ransacking the house sounds like uh, sex. It's, yeah, there's it's a the hilarious. laziest joke because they don't even commit to it. Like, that's what made me the most mad is that they didn't even commit to this joke. They do, like, two seconds of it and then just cut it out. But it's like, come on, let the joke breathe a little bit, Michael Bay. Well, it was also one of these things where, like, they were, like, saying a couple things that could easily be misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, this is a double entendre. Like, yeah. maybe they're having sex. Yeah, like, uh, do you got a Band-Aid? <laughs> yeah. Well, that was the thing. Like, then they said, like, a couple things. Just like, there's no way that's fucking going to be misunderstood. Like, it just sounds like they're ransacking an office. Like, <laughs> yep. Where's the secret Transformers map? <laughs> exactly. Oh, oh my. That doesn't mean anything sexual. <laughs> they're, yeah, they're listening to them ransack this house, and it doesn't sound like... I mean, maybe I'm doing it wrong, but that's not... You have two children, so I don't think that's possible. Good point. All right, so, and yeah, and they find some clue that sends them to the submarine, where, as you mentioned before, Anthony Hopkins is like, well, I'm out of time. Bye, everybody. I'll leave you with my bitchy robot butler. Yes, he leaves Cogman behind. And he somehow gets everyone to... Uh, evacuate the submarine. I'm still kind of unclear on how. Well, he, does he insulted that. the overweight guy. 
and was mean to everyone else. <laughs> okay. That's how he did it. He it was pretty like, simple. He basically he just chases everyone off the submarine because I guess like Anthony Hopkins coming for you is super threatening. So <laughs> everyone goes off the submarine and the submarine, uh, even though it's a museum piece, goes, somehow magically works. It yeah. goes in the water. Exactly. Yeah. We've also completely uh, skipped over like there's like a huge chase scene that makes no sense. We have never we haven't even mentioned the French Transformer. Hot Rod, uh-huh. who can't pronounce his own name, and everyone's confused about his name. The weirdest thing was that he can't. He pronounces his name Hot Rod like Dan. Do your perfect French impression. Hot Rod. Uh huh. And the the uh, the English woman, the she can't understand him at all. But I feel like she would have. She'd interact with a lot of people with French accents being in London. Mm-hmm. Sure. Makes you think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just across the channel, I understand yeah. what you're saying. Uh, and nor have we talked at all about uh, the sequence where Megatron is meeting. That's his name, right? Megatron. Yeah, Megatron. Megatron. He is, is in this movie. He's meeting with the U.S. government to uh, oh, yeah. arrange the release of his elite Decepticon <laughs> bad robots. <laughs> yes. And he is like, "I want this guy." And then they'll do like a little introduction piece for that character, where that character's in prison. You're like, "Man, that fucking guy's crazy." He even gets like a little title card under their name, like Mohawk. Yep. Onslaught, all these guys. And they're every time he says a name, the like lawyers he's negotiating with like throw all their papers in the air and their <laughs> hair gets crazy. They're like, Oh, not that guy. <laughs> or like, let me make a call. And then they like f- like pick up a piece of pizza to talk into the f- <laughs> uh, so they put the, put a lot of effort into this whole thing. And then as soon as these evil robots meet the the good robots, they all die. They get their heads chopped off, their heads blown off. They almost all say something kind of racially insensitive when oh, it yeah. happens. <laughs> Mohawk is Wouldn't a seriously a racist robot. Yep. Wouldn't yeah. be a Michael Bay movie without it. So they this they go on they go on this uh, submarine to the bottom of the sea to find the magic staff and they literally get there. Uh-huh. Cade Yeager, they open the tomb of Merlin. Uh-huh. They know that they're going there to find the magic staff of Merlin. Uh-huh. Yeah. They open the tomb. Uh huh. They look inside the tomb. Uh-huh. Sure. There's sure. a body. Yep. Yeah. It's Merlin's a, body. And a stick. Uh huh. And Mark Wahlberg goes, "Look at this stupid stick. Why do we come down here?" And throws it away. <laughs> yeah. No, I. Yeah, I, I noticed. I that mean, he's not a man known well. for his patience. <laughs> <laughs> he, he he literally picks it up. Mm-hmm. He goes, "Well, we were here looking for a stick." Yep. And all we found was a stick. Ah, and throws it on the floor. He also knows, he's also aware that uh, the descendant of Merlin is the one to wield the staff. Yes, that, right. We've been told that information as well. So maybe he should have handed it over. To the descendant of Merlin in exactly, the room. Exactly, yeah. He does he's not like, do that. He, yeah, he just didn't take a survey of the room. Like, who here's a descendant of Merlin? <laughs> raise your hand. Raise your hand if you're a descendant. Oh, right. You are. Yeah, young lady. Here, take the staff. That is a scene that does not occur. No. Within the confines of Transformers, no. eventually so, she does get it. All yeah. of a sudden, a bunch of a uh, bunch of U.S. Army guys show up to shoot them, I guess, and then some robots wake up and they're like, "We're gonna kill you and take that staff." This is where Evil Optimus Prime shows up, and that's when Evil Optimus Prime shows up, right? Uh, which he, is a surprise. He I even, was surprised. <laughs> he <laughs> even because you weren't like, paying attention earlier and you had fallen I asleep. I knew he was evil, but like they didn't show him showing up down there. No, to the because he's of the not ocean. in the movie for forty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, so I just like how he, he like refers to himself too as Nemesis Prime, like he has been so fully 
brainwashed at this point that he's just like, it's me, Nemesis Prime. <laughs> he I'm here to beat you up. Like, that's a that's a really evil-sounding name. Yeah. He's like, oh, uh, no, I just thought it was cool. You think it's evil? I'm not evil. I'm a good guy, right? <laughs> what, I, what I liked even better was, so he fights with Bumblebee. They have this long fight. And then Bumblebee talks, which this is a big, big deal, I guess, because Bumblebee can't talk, right? Yeah, he only talks, he talks in, in, like, radio snippets or snippets from movies or right. whatever. Like, that's his deal. Right, and they're trying to fix his voice. They can't do it. And then, I don't know how, but Magic. At, at the ma- at the perfect moment, he talks with his real voice. And Optimus Prime, it, it fixes him. He, he's brainwashed yeah. no more. And he says... What have I done? <laughs> and you literally go, you've done nothing. You showed up. You fought Bumblebee for like three minutes. He's fine. He's not hurt. You didn't kill anyone. You didn't do anything. Uh, he didn't. Ki- didn't he's he like, like racked with guilt. He's like, what have I done? And you're like, nothing. Yeah, he didn't but- even really kill those Transformers he stabbed in the, uh, in the ship, right? He just, because they show up later. Because they show up and then no, they like, fu- start. They, he, no, they're. They start beating him up later, like it's a weird gang initiation <laughs> ceremony. He has done nothing. He's wrecked <laughs> with guilt over literally nothing. Yeah, but it is a real like Batman v Superman. Your mother's name is Martha too. Moment when it's yes. like they like yeah he snaps back into place. He's I like, haven't heard your voice in a long time. Yeah. So now that now that he's a good guy, that's when the other uh, the the night Transformers, the old Transformers, show up and just start beating him up. <laughs> And he's like, it's cool. This makes sense. I was a jerk. They're going to chop my head off. And they're just about to when finally the seed that Michael Bay planted in the earth in the (laughs) early parts of the movie finally blooms. And Matt, that is what happens. I I have no idea what you're talking (laughs) about, Stuart. I don't know. The weird metal disc that has been traveling all over Mark Wahlberg's sculpted body. Yes. Transforms into a sword because it's a transformer like everything. Yes. And it blocks the other robot's sword. Right. And Optimus Prime lives and they all think he's cool. And that's the last, like this talisman that they talked about how important it was. That's the only thing it does the whole movie yes. is prevent Optimus Prime's head from getting chopped off. Yes. He's given, Mark Wahlberg, given this talisman. It mm-hmm. like leeches onto his arm. He walks around with this thing on his arm the whole movie. Except and when it's, torso. except when it's yep. Thank you. slithering around his gorgeous torso. Mm-hmm. And then at the key moment, it turns into a sword. He blocks this guy who's trying to kill Optimus Prime. And then that's it. Mm-hmm. It is never seen again. Literally, he's holding it in one shot. <laughs> and in the next shot, it's gone. Yep. And it's never mentioned again. <laughs> this key item that will save the world. He, I no. guess, <laughs> just puts it down. <laughs> well, he's like, well, he's like, stupid sword, what are you done. doing in my hand? And throws it away. My work here is done. I mean, and again, this is a this is a two and a half hour movie, <laughs> and I would say at least an hour of it is car chases that I didn't understand why they were occurring, like just things transforming at length into other things, like just you know, like people hiding behind stuff as stuff gets thrown around. Like the action of this movie, yeah, is, is great. I think is the word you're <laughs> looking for. Is baffling. Yes, like. The best, the most baffling one is is there's a scene where they're in an abandoned town. Sure. They're escaping in an abandoned town. And the abandoned town, which it, when they first go there, it looks like an old-timey western town kind of. Yeah. Like there's like tumbleweeds literally like going across a dusty road. Uh-huh. And then after like five minutes, they go into a church. Yep. They go upstairs in the church. 
the church like might be a transformer because suddenly they're in like a hospital, like an abandoned hospital. Uh-huh. They walk out of the hospital yep. and now they're in like a city. Yep. And they go into a, a skyscraper. Yeah, at one point uh, the sky an abandoned skyscraper where there's a janitor. <laughs> oh my god, don't break the Jim Cotta sword. Okay. Sorry guys, for the listeners at home, I almost broke the Jim Cotta sword. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, they're they they they're in an abandoned town in the middle of the Midwest that has a skyscraper that's at least ten stories up. Yes. That's not seen in the background of any of these shots. And has a working elevator, uh-huh. lights, uh-huh. and a janitor. Who is still the janitor in an abandoned town? No one lives there. Why is he still cleaning? I mean, he keeps getting Just paychecks. He's wandering there. around, muttering to himself, well, the work moved on, but old Jim stays. <laughs> like, Cade Yeager and his buddies run past him, and he's like... <laughs> it says, like my daddy always says... The economy transforms, but we don't always transform with it. Yeah. <laughs> Boo. Terrible. <laughs> Awful. Awful. Yeah, that's my, that was my favorite inexplicable action scene. Yeah. But where were we? I don't know. We were on the ship the in the fuck. ocean, and uh, Mark Wahlberg had said, I don't need this sword anymore. I've used it a single time. That's yep. enough. And meanwhile, a the Transformer home planet Cybertron is showing up into Earth's orbit and is starting to smush into the planet Earth. Yep. Uh, Tony Hale, the lone scientist on the planet Earth, is trying to convince everyone that they should do something about this and not trust in magical <laughs> mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> And uh, it's kind of weird because, I mean, I don't want to be, I don't want to pull out my scientist card here, guys. But if a planet basically was like touching Earth, it would totally cause a lot of problems. But the only problem is like, I don't know, like Paris gets destroyed or something. Like, it would cause crazy things to happen with like the tides and gravity and all this stuff, right? Yeah. yeah. Thank you. <laughs> We got another scientist here. <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry, it doesn't. Nothing happens. Okay. It's totally fine, even if this other planet is just well, touching also, our planet. Isn't like uh, Unicron's like plot? I mean, not like it's not their plot, but this like is Quintessa. Quintessa's plot yeah. is gonna like they're gonna suck the energy from Unicron rather uh, into mm-hmm. uh, what's the planet? Cybertron. 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 Yeah. And the whole, like, deal is, like, they're going to, I don't know, like, it's going to cool down the Earth's core, which is going to change the magnetic field, which is going to fuck everything up. And, like, there's, like, a countdown. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, like, they're like, okay, we can't, like, let it. But I'm just like, really? Like, isn't isn't it more delicate than that? Like, is it cool? We cooled down the Earth's core just so much. But, like, not enough that it actually fucks everything up. Yeah, there's some kind of dividing line where once it gets past that, they're yeah, all I dead. Don't, but up <laughs> before that, they're totally cool. Exactly. Mm-hmm. It seems Their like health bar is green, <laughs> and then it suddenly becomes red. <laughs> it seems like almost immediately things would get fucked up. Like, yeah. it seems like we are on a precarious uh, path uh, already in terms of, I mean, of like minor changes to Earth's, uh, like, temperature yeah. has a big impact, guys. I, That's why we brought you here tonight. I don't know. You There's uh, someone with a bucket <laughs> running through the audience. and Yeah, but I feel like if it was going to cause major problems, Tony Hale, as the one scientist, would have mentioned it, and he doesn't. That's, <laughs> that's true. I mean, he's a scientist. Uh, not to – I mean, you did bring your science card. 
uh-huh. your scientist card. But Tony Hale has a scientist card. Yeah, I card guess too. you're right. And he doesn't mention it. Doesn't come up. He's just worried about the collision. So <laughs> uh, we are now uh, at Stonehenge, which is one of the historical monuments that the Transformers are destroying. Uh, and they're doing performing some kind of ritual to suck all the juice out of Earth and put it in <laughs> yeah. Cybertron. Exactly. And it's like all Michael Bay things where the idea, like, I think they're trying to convey the idea that as Earth will die, Cybertron will, like, heal itself. And because it's a Michael Bay movie, as Cybertron is, like, healing itself and coming back together, of course, shit is, like, flying everywhere. Like, every time parts of the planet come back together huge chunks fall off. Like, he can't have creation without destruction, which is, I mean, come on, dude, that's a very negative attitude to have. <laughs> He's right. That's He's right. all I'm trying to say. Okay. Well, I mean, there's not much more to describe. No. It's like the Transformers do some stuff. Yeah. They use, yeah. again, like... Incomprehensible action sequence. Incomprehensible action. They're trying to, like, blow something up. Uh-huh, yeah. And also jump off of something. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, and someone has to do something with that staff. The staff has to be used one time, yeah, and then discarded and never seen again. And yeah. they and they do it, yeah. <laughs> and and uh, again, that girl from beginning plays no part. None. Her little <laughs> Vespa sidekick does not do anything of. I thought horns. he. I thought he blows up a turret that allows them to save the day. Michael Bay feels like a guy who really wants to make a war movie but doesn't have the patience to, like, sketch out how, like, the to geography like research of history? Yeah, or research... <laughs> well, dang. Well, he made... He I made learned a little bit of history in this movie. It w- <laughs> learned it wor- about a guy named Merlin. <laughs> it worked really well for him with Pearl Harbor, and he was like... That's true. He was like, I got this. <laughs> but it would be better with robots. Yeah. And, razor, and laser guns. One of yeah. my favorite things about these Transformers movies is anytime they have like a really beautiful landscape, like, oh, look at these beautiful cliffs in England, and then all of a sudden you see like Bumblebee <laughs> walking across. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's gorgeous. Just like, uh, you know, just like Mother Nature intended. And by the way, like, the Transformers, like, just like in a general sense, like in all of these movies, the Transformers are the ugliest fucking robots. Like, the, just like the design of them is so unpleasant. And. The cool thing about like the the toy transformers is you like you can see how one thing like transforms. <laughs> you into the you next see echoes thing. of its other form. Yeah, no, it's true though. Like you see like and like when things transform in transformers, it's just like choo, 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 choo. like there's a million little tiny things that are going on. And you're like this thing doesn't transform into this other thing. Like yeah. I don't see. The mechanics of how Where'd this is working. Where the robot beard come from? Yeah, yeah that's exactly. a magic. Car that's obviously the magic of Transformium. But I feel like if I was a kid, <laughs> if I was a kid now, I love how dismissive you are. <laughs> if I was a kid now, my parents bought me a Transformer. I feel like all I would just keep doing is like taking it and like throwing it in the air to spin it and being like, "Why is it not transforming?" Because yeah. that's all they ever do. They do. You're right. The the last thing I would say about the the end of the movie is how all of the Transformer movies, this one included, they end incredibly abruptly. Like as soon as the explosions <laughs> stop, Michael Bay could not have he's he's done. He's completely done. So like they they save the day and there's like I there's think There's a there's a shot of the Autobots silhouetted on a ridge line, yeah. which they always do. And then there's a- always a a voiceover uh, by from Optimus Prime. by Optimus Prime where calling like, all Autobots. Like finally humans and Autobots can live together. 
truly all lives matter. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, dude, what are you saying? He's like, what? I'm, I'm just, I don't understand your PC culture. And then like an Imagine Dragons song comes on the soundtrack yeah. and the credits are Somebody rolling. complains and he's like, I mean, you're using your personal computers. <laughs> PC? Yeah, exactly. Uh, Got, I it. Get it. Got it. Got it. Any any <laughs> final thoughts on Transformers? Uh, um, if if this seems, I'm probably I'm probably being charitable, but it feels like they've gotten worse, Matt. <laughs> like they stop, they make less and less sense as they go on. Did you think this one was worse than the last than the fourth one? I don't know. I don't remember. Dan? Uh, yeah, I do. I do think that that is worse. I uh, I one thing I kind of appreciate at the same time is I hate it about the series is like this movie really assumed that you were deeply steeped in the mythos of the Transformers movies. Like it felt like the way that Adventures of Buckaroo Banzai across the eighth dimension, like they deliberately make it seem like, oh, okay, this is episode 54 in a serial that I have not ca caught the first 53 episodes of. And they're doing that as like a uh, tactic. Like, they're doing that on purpose as like, this is kind of fun, like just throwing you in in the middle. Whereas this movie is just like, what the fuck is going on? I don't understand. That guy was in the last one, I think, but now he's in Cuba. Stanley I Tucci is also Merlin. Yeah. The I, I almost feel like Michael Bay is approaching his movies, and he's making a deliberate attempt to make people pay more attention to movies when they watch them. Because if I looked at my phone at any point and then looked up, I'd be like, "What? They're on a submarine now? What is happening?" Yeah, I'm just. He's like, go to the theater and put away the phones, guys. <laughs> Listen to my buddy Christopher Nolan on this one. Mm -hmm. I should have like the more you know. Yeah. Right now. Well, we we're uh, we have a little bit of time left, but I feel like maybe we should go right to our trivia competition. Sure. Should yeah. We do that. So here's yeah. what's gonna happen. We thought, since we're here for a very special one night only show, why not pit these gentlemen against one another in combat? Yeah. Um, One me, has a Gymkata sword. Me, me Stuart, the other, the sword. I guess, has a mic stand. Uh, and it's going to be a fight to the death. <laughs> so, so good luck, well, dude. Not agree to this. I'll be, uh, I'll be. It's going to be fun. I'm the lone representative of the Autobots. Dan is the Decepticons tonight. Yes. Yeah. So, so I think usually that's one of the things about the the bad guys in these movies. Like in the cartoons, I remember the Decepticons having a lot of fun lines. Like they were always complaining about like how shitty and weak humans were. But I feel like in a lot of the the movies, they're just like trash. They're like tra it's like a constant stream of trash talk that has nothing to do with how weak humans are. Yeah. No, it's a constant stream constant stream of racially coded trash talk. And like. Dialogue that is clearly not recorded in the same room as each other, like they're recording just <laughs> like people throwing out a bunch of scat, and they're like, okay, mix it together. Yeah. Make <laughs> sure that the Transformer is facing away from the camera so it can throw <laughs> any ADR bullshit, <laughs> and there you got it. Yeah, because they try really hard to sync it up to their <laughs> mouths. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. 
to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I have some Transformers trivia questions. That's what we're going to do here. Oh, that makes sense. We're going to see who sense. here knows the most about the Transformers franchise, Dan or Stuart. Uh-huh. And I think uh, because there's prizes and Dan and I, uh, you know, we can't accept prizes at our own show. We do have We're going to be playing for an audience member. Yes. So raise your hand. Who, want, who does wants to be represented by Dan McCoy of the Decepticons? Uh, I saw my first hand I saw is waving right now. You just waved at me. You are Dan McCoy today. You're a Decepticon. Wait, who is it? What's your name? Amanda. Amanda. All right. I can't see you at all, but I Dan am honored to for play for you. Dan Manda together again. <laughs> and who who wants? This is what you do this part now because I just oh who this wants to uh, uh, Stuart. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm gonna go with uh, this gentleman in the second row here. Okay, okay you're on Team Autobot. What is your name, sir? Mario. Mario, awesome. Okay. Right. We're going to do it this time. Yeah. I think I know more about Transformers than Dan. And it's quite possible. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you sound proud about that. And the one other thing we were going to do was if neither of them, and I, I find this impossible, but if neither of them know the answer to the question, we're going to open it up to the audience. And an audience member... Could win a prize. So there's still a chance. <laughs> yes. For you yeah. guys. yes. Yes. But we'll, we'll we'll deal with the prizes after the show. There are some terrible movies. If you're here, we assume you like terrible movies. There's uh, some Transformers toys. You could take home a piece of the movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I could just feel the excitement pulsating <laughs> out of the audience. So here we go. Are you ready, gentlemen? I'm ready. All right. Question number one. We're just going to holler these out. How should we do it? I yeah, don't know. we'll holler it out. It's fine. You'll holler it out. Yeah. <laughs> buzz what? Say buzz. I like saying buzz. We have to say buzz because that's what All right. robots do. The audience do. is going to be the judge. The audience will judge. Here we go. Question one. Out of the five Michael Bay Transformers movies, <laughs> which is the longest? Buzz. I think I think Dan was first. I'm I'm just I'm just gonna guess. Dark of the Moon. That is incorrect. All right, Stuart, care to care to guess? Uh, do I have to know the subtitle, or you, just gonna? <laughs> you have to at least attempt the subtitle. <laughs> Part four: Transformers. Tomorrow never comes. <laughs> well. I don't think that was the name of the, uh, the the subtitle, but you are correct. It was number four. Yeah, Mario. Age, whoop, whoop. Age of Extinction. Uh, Age of Extinction. It ran that was close. It ran a sleek 165 minutes. Is that the one we watched for the? Yes, it is. Yes, All it right. is. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yep. All right. Question number two. Here we go. Which of the Transformers sequels, so not the first one, two through four, which of the sequels has the best score, the best score on Rotten Tomatoes? <laughs> Care to guess? Buzz. Yes. I'm going to say two. That is incorrect. All right. Sorry, Amanda. Stuart. Buzz. Yes. I'm going to say part three, Dark of the Moon. Stuart is correct once oh, again. Man. Autobots, baby. With 
with a. Would you care to that's, guess? That's their catchphrase, would right? You <laughs> that's what. Uh, would you care to guess what whopping score was the highest of the sequels? Either of you? Uh, Forty-three. You're you're too high. <laughs> All right. Thirty-two? Thirty-five percent. Oh, yeah. man. Yep. I underestimated it. All right. So, Stuart, taking a commanding two-to-nothing lead here. Don't don't look. Don't cheat. All right. <laughs> okay. We, uh, earlier tonight, came on the stage to The Sounds of The Touch, a song from the movie Transformers, colon, the movie, which was later performed in the movie... Buzz. Wait, I, I haven't asked the question All yet. All right. Which was performed in the movie Boogie Nights by Mark Wahlberg, who later went on to star in two Transformers movies, thus proving that time is a flat circle. The question, though. Oh, okay. Who sang The Touch in Transformers the movie? (laughs) It's not Marky Mark. It's not Marky Mark. (laughs) Oh, man. I think you're going to have to open this up. I can't do it. Yeah. All right. Anyone anyone in the audience? No. We have a hand right here. That is correct. You have won yourself a prize, sir. Come find us after the show. Well done. And now you have to sing the whole song. Come on up. Did I not mention that part? No? Okay. All right. Okay, next question. Still two two to nothing, Stuart. Two actors have Uh appeared in four out of the five Transformers. That's the most in the franchise. Name either of them. Name one person who has appeared in the most Transformers movies. As a human, not the robots, obviously. Buzz. Yes. John Turturro. That is correct. That is correct. John Turturro has appeared in four out of the five. The other, uh, the other one was Josh Duhamel. They have, they have each mm, appeared. It's weird that Dan didn't mention that one, huh? <laughs> Strange omission, huh? Conspiracy theories. <laughs> All right, next question. True or false? The trans... <laughs> the trans- I don't know if this is going to the audience. The Transformers franchise has been nominated for seven Academy Awards. Buzz. Dan? Dan buzz first. I'm going to say true just because it sounds horrible. <laughs> it is true. That is true. Tied up. The the first and third movies were nominated for Best Sound Editing, Best Sound Mixing, and Best Special Effects. The second film was nominated for just Best Sound Mixing because the sound editing was fucking garbage in that movie. (laughs) So that is true. It is all tied up. Two to two. We We got a real barn burner here. All right, next question. Which of the following... Barnburner would be a great name for a Transformer, by the way. It's funny you mention that because this question is about Transformer names, <laughs> which is the only reason why I didn't make that joke myself. Which of the following is not the name of a Transformer featured in one of the Michael Bay Transformers movies? Here are the names. Crankcase. Fool Sticker. Mudflap. Road Buster or Slug? Uh, Buzz? Yes, Stuart. I think Mudflap. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Full Sticker? Correct! <laughs> I found Full Sticker on a list of euphemisms for penises. <laughs> Dan comes 
roaring back now, winning three to two. They say that a uh, a 2-0 lead at halftime is uh, the most dangerous lead to have because it makes you a little bit, uh, you know, gives you a little bit of hubris. Okay. <laughs> All right. Next question. You know, sports. <laughs> <laughs> Which transformer urinated on John Turturro's head? Buzz. In the, yes. Bumblebee. Correct. I was looking up that gif earlier today. I'll tie it up again. Uh, I'll give you a bonus point if you can tell me the, the line that Optimus Prime said. <laughs> I can't. Bumblebee, stop lubricating the man. That's what he said. Again, don't don't shoot the messenger here. It's kind of it's kind of hot it's though, fi- right? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Bob Guccione Jr. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next next question, which is not as horrifying, thank God. Name the iconic voice actor who voiced Megatron on the original series of Transformers and replaced Hugo Weaving as the voice of Megatron in Transformers: The Last Night. Uh, Buzz? Yes. Frank Welker? That is correct. God. Ah. That was my guess, and I didn't do it. Very good. All right. So I think now it's, what's this? uh, I think it's four to two. Four to two. Oh, boy. I got that dangerous lead again. Four to three. I'm writing them down, but I'm just not keeping actual count. Sorry. Okay. This is, this one, this one's going to be for... We're almost to the end here. We've got two questions left. So this one. This one's for some of the marbles. This one's for. Let's make this a bo- let's make this a three-point question. Why not? Just to make it interesting. What? Yeah. Highly irregular. <laughs> I'm the game master. I can do what I want. Okay. Michael Bay has directed 13 movies. Five of those movies are Transformers <laughs> movies. For th- for three points, Name all the other non-Transformers movies. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Buzz. Okay, go ahead. How many do I need to do? There are eight of them. Bad Boys. Correct. Bad Boys 2. Yes. Armageddon. Yes. Pain and Gain. (laughs) Yes. Oh, shoot. Come on, dude. Uh, Pearl Harbor. Yes. So I need three more. <sighs> Michael Bay. Two Shades of Blue. Yeah. Directed. Oh, God. I might lose this one. Uh, Slow Dan, clap. Dan, Bad boys. Dan, we reviewed one of these movies on our podcast. Uh,. One of these movies is the only really good movie he made. I'll give you that clue. Oh, The Rock. The Rock. Okay. All right. Okay, uh, you still have two more to go, though, and I'm not giving you any more clues. Um, we reviewed one on their show, you say. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, did he review? Wait, did he? Did he review? He didn't review anything. <laughs> no, he didn't make Did he that. direct the Emoji movie? I'm not sure. <laughs> Uh, I got to tag out. I got to tag out. Uh, Stuart, can you Stuart, do the last two? You, can yep. you get the last two? Uh, I believe they're both in the sa- They are a franchise, and it's Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2. Or, and, no, it's not. He didn't no. do that from the shadows. No, you're wrong. Oh. Give me 
that, Jim Cottesard. You are unworthy. No. All right, so it goes to the audience. Can yes, is it, if one person two? in the audience can name those last two, I think they will get a prize. I see a hand right there. Yes? Yes? Oh, boy. Oh, my God, the suspense. This is more suspenseful than anything in any Transformers movie that's ever been made. It's not so easy, huh? Let's give him one more second to think about it. Um, we already said, uh, said Armageddon. We did. Yes. Oh, no. All right. All right. All right. You did get one, though. Wh who was the other hand? There was a hand raised. Yes. It is 13 hours. 13 hours, colon, oh, no. the secret soldiers of Benghazi. <laughs> oh, God. I feel like with my job, I should know that movie. <laughs> Stuart, are you all right? You just remember that that movie existed. I just wish he did a Ninja Turtles movie. <laughs> <laughs> he did produce them, but that was not the question. All right. All right. All right. Well, this is the last question. And it is for an automatic win of the game, if you can get it correct. <laughs> Megan Fox. Kind of invalidates a bunch of our earlier questions, but that's okay. Megan Fox appeared in two Transformers movies as Shia LaBeouf's love interest. To automatically win the game, name her character. <laughs> Gentlemen, the floor is yours. Her character's name was Low Rise Pants. <laughs> in the script to her name. No. Guinevere <laughs> microphone stand. <laughs> <laughs> he got it, guys. He got it. What, what anyone, is it? Does anyone know? No, first. We have, wait know? a second. There oh, is a yeah. hand, and someone is standing in the back. Yes. That is correct. Well done. All right, come find us after the show. That was amazing. Yeah. Well, oh who won? I wasn't. I, I think I, Stuart won. Stuart did win. Stuart so won. congratulations, Mario. I think we all won. And and uh, well, uh, come see Amanda, us after the come, show. Well, yeah, there's a there's a. You'll, I'm sure we have a movie bad enough to punish you for having lost the. Yeah, you get a consolation prize. Consolation too. prize. And Chris with his secret soldiers of Benghazi bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be amazing if I actually had a copy of 13 Hours to give him? Like, congratulations, here it is. When he said 13, I'm like, is he going to say 13 ghosts? Because <laughs> that'd be awesome. Sadly, no. So we, have, we do have a few minutes left. Should we recommend? We, we were sort of blending our podcast here. Uh -huh. Film Spotting SVU does streaming recommendations. The Flophouse does bad movies. So we thought maybe we'd recommend a bad, another bad movie that we actually like, as opposed to Transformers. Uh -huh. the last That's available night. on a streaming service. That's available service. to stream, yes. Oh. Yeah, what's our final judgments? Is this a good, bad movie, a movie we kind of like, and whatever the other one is? Bad, bad, bad movie. <laughs> bad, bad movie. It, it was a bad, bad movie. I fell asleep the first time I watched it. You had to and pay the for second, it twice. The second time I tried to watch it, I made it another 30 minutes and then turned to my phone. I'm, my, my attention was split, <laughs> so that's what I say. About uh, yeah, it's a bad, bad movie. Uh, it doesn't make any sense, and it's it's just so hectic and it's exhausting, and I don't want to watch it ever again. 
I've seen it twice now. Really? <laughs> well, I saw it when it was came it, out. I had to review it, and was then it I saw one of those it for, things I where watched it yesterday? Was it one of those things where you saw it without your wife, and then you're like, she's got, she wants to see it. But I got a lie that I have already seen it, so I could see it with her. Once you see that second time, man, it really opens up. You see all the things he's doing in there that you didn't see the first time. Oh, brother. Mm -hmm. no. it's, uh, it's bad. It's very bad. All right. So we should recommend streaming movies that are bad? That are Yes, movies available to stream when these fine people go home tonight. Uh, Anything that's available I'll to stream. go first, I guess, um, really quick. We've talked about it on our podcast. It's available as part of Amazon Prime. It's a movie called Fateful Findings. Woo! Directed oh, by Neil Breen, an architect out of Las Vegas who... Stars in his own movies, writes his own movies, uh, directs his own movies. That is 100% USDA prime beef bad movie. He's also the last descendant of Merlin alive on the planet. It is, if you want a movie that is clearly the product of one man's insanity, watch Fateful Findings. If, if he directed this Transformers movie, the end of the movie, the Transformers would be like, Time to clean house, and then all the bad people on Earth would die. <laughs> yeah. It would also be like 40% him typing on computers that and, aren't on. Yeah. And, and then a shot of his butt that shows just a, like a tiny a hint little, of little his back of ball sack. Which is hot testicle. sometimes. <laughs> Look. Yeah. No, this is you... already a better movie than the one we watched today. I'm not. This hypothetical. Transformers, Neil Breen Transformers is better than the last. Yeah, I won't. I won't even try to explain what Fateful Findings is about. Like it's a <laughs> fever dream that you have to under, you have to ex experience for yourself. It's yeah, magic. yeah. Have some friends over, pop some Redenbachers, <laughs> settle in for a wild ride. Uh, don't pay for the whole seat because you're only going to need the edge, right? Yeah. And real quick, I'll just say, I won't even talk about it, but I'll say that uh, Food Fight, another movie that we've talked about on the podcast, is also available for free on Amazon Prime if you want another Yeah, so if terrible. you want to torture a child with something, <laughs> tie him down and put on Food Fight. I have a child I want to torture my own. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, yeah, it's a lot like that scene in uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going to recommend uh, a series of movies that is streaming on the Shudder streaming service, which is a horror movie streaming service that is fucking great. So if you're a fan of horror movies, you should get on that. They're constantly changing what they have available, which is a little frustrating because sometimes I put stuff in my queue and don't get to it, and then it disappears. Uh, but they have a really great selection of stuff. Um, and I'm going to recommend a series of bad movies, the Wishmaster series. All four of them are on there. Uh, so if you're ever in the mood for something that is both better and worse than the Leprechaun movies, <laughs> why don't you toss them Wishmasters better, in your queue? Better how and worse how. I'm almost well, <laughs> always in the mood for something that is both better and worse than the Leprechaun movies. Well, I think the high points are higher and the low points are lower. All right. And there is no height jokes here. I'm not making fun of anybody. Uh, the <laughs> the uh, no. what I will say about the what I will say about the first Wishmaster is that if you're a fan of horror movies, it features so many great cameos of hor like classic and famous horror movie actors. You got Robert Englund. You got Kane Hodder. You got Angus Grimm. You got Reggie Bannister. You got Tony Todd. 
It's amazing. Check it's it out. It's expendables probably... of horror names. <laughs> yeah, but the... Uh, I don't know what I'm going to say. Um, but it's great. Uh, watch them, Wishmasters. Your wish will be granted. Do I need to start with... No- <laughs> with number that you booed after all the dumb things we've said tonight. What Do I, I have to is, start with number one? Uh, it depends. What I might suggest this is a little uh, unprecedented. <laughs> What's the preferred viewing order? Here? I would say uh, work your way backwards so it starts bad and gets better. <laughs> <laughs> like memento. Like memento. Think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Memento these movies, please. <laughs> All right, my recommendation is currently streaming on Epics. How many people have Epics here? No. <gasps> You're the ones! Uh, it, you can also get it on like Blu-ray and stuff, I, and you can find it other places. But at the moment, the only legal place to stream it is Epics. Okay, well, I'm just I'm, let me. Everyone else can leave. I'm just going to talk to these lovely people in the front row. It's a uh, a, a musical film entitled The Apple. Have you seen The Apple? I've tried to see The Apple. It's it's <laughs> it's worth seeking out. Ex- explain right. what you mean, Daniel. I attempted watching it, and the audience that I was watching with, I invited people over to uh-huh. watch The Apple. We had watched. It was a mm-hmm. double feature of okay. bad musicals. We started with Xanadu. We're moving on to The Apple. I- you mean the masterpiece known as Xanadu? There's a lot of there's a lot of audience pushback on Xanadu. <laughs> all right, but we started on Xanadu and we had a great time watching Xanadu, and then we started the Apple, and all of the people I was watching it was like, "No, we're not in for this." I mean, that's a fair reaction, but it's I mean, it's not as sublime as Xanadu, but it is. Uh, it's pretty special. It's uh, it's from one half of the the Canon group. The, the men who created the... Which one, Golan or Globus? Golan. All right. <laughs> Good on you for knowing that, Dan. I'm impressed. Yeah, I have so much trash in my brain. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a Golan joint. All right. And uh, it is a musical, like a disco musical, set in the far-flung future of 1994. Mm-hmm. Yep. When, where the, the record industry, it's like a dystopia ruled by one record company. The okay. BIM Corporation. Terrifying. <laughs> and every day at 4 o'clock, everyone has to get up and dance. I like how so many of these rock dystopias have to do with rock music. Yep. Like, they're all, like, the, these horrible, like, future worlds. Like, the problem is, like, oh, too much rock or not enough rock or we can't dance. <laughs> we can't it's like rock. all these big we Hollywood can't. award season movies that are about how tough it is to make a movie in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, it's about the it's, – it's basically like a world where it's like American Idol meets – 1984 or something. It's mm-hmm. like there's like singing competitions and also everyone has to dance to terrible music. Sounds like a real black mirror. It it is. <laughs> with but it like with a with a song in its heart. And th- there's a song about taking uh, methamphetamines. Uh there uh, yeah. And um <laughs> all the songs are insane. There's like a there's a song that's set in hell where a guy is holding like an apple, like a giant cartoonishly large apple mm-hmm. that uh, is, you know, like like the serpent tempting Adam and Eve. And everyone's, but everyone's wearing like bedazzled. I don't get the metaphor. Yeah. I'll let you discover it on your own. But okay. everyone, everyone in the scene is like wearing like bedazzled thongs and nothing else. It's really quite beautiful. <laughs> Dan's interested all of a sudden. Yeah, bedazzled thongs. Count yes. me in. Yes. It's, uh, it's really quite, it's, it's just incredibly misguided. I mean, like when you read like the Wikipedia page, they're like, 
the the composers of all the music didn't speak English. And you're like, oh, now it's suddenly like all these crazy <laughs> songs make a lot more sense. Like why these songs are so insane. So that's my recommendation. It's uh, The Apple. It is on Epics. It is on, I think you can get it on Blu-ray if you don't have Epics. But you guys, awesome. <laughs> Two satisfied customers. There are three people, there are three people in the audience with Epics, by the way. Three. People at Epics are going to listen to this podcast and be like, no! <laughs> I mean, no, I think they're going to be like, oh, our market <laughs> penetration was better than we thought. <laughs> guys, we got somebody! There's three of them. Yeah, I got Epics too, dude. Woo! Wait, do we have Epics? Okay. <laughs> I don't have Epics. I was lying. I was trying to get you guys to like me. <laughs> you don't have it yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well... Okay, I how do we sign off? Do you have know. a plan? Yeah, we don't really have a plan. And on a high note, Matt said thing. before we came out here. <laughs> <laughs> we blew right past that. So I guess thanks for coming out to our little show here. Yeah. Uh, thanks again to Matt for inviting us. Yeah, thank you uh, for that. And thanks to you guys for thanks coming out on, come. a, on yeah, a Saturday thanks night. Thanks everyone That's who crazy. came out. This was a lot of fun. Uh, I'm sorry to you guys who had to watch Transformers. I That's had fine. Only one per literally only one person had seen it. <laughs> before the before I started watching the movie, I pulled up my PlayStation. I'm like, I kind of just want to play uh, this video game. And my wife's like, play the video game, watch the movie. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the same to me. Uh, okay. No perfect impression of your wife, by the uh, way. Duh, do whatever you want. <laughs> Dead on. I mean, if I row. close my eyes, it's yeah. like she's standing it's right It's like there. Char's right here. Okay, yeah. guys. Uh, so, Dan, you want to close us out? Uh, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> I'm not really the driving force behind this, but I can. Uh, thanks to uh, Matt Singer for inviting us to be on his thing. Thanks to us for being on his thing. Uh -huh. yep. This has been a crossover of film spotting SVU and, uh, and the your, Flophouse. Your show. You yeah, whatever. Know the name of your whatever show. my show is called, yep. and we called this one flop spotting. And thank everyone for coming. Yep, yeah. that was Dan McCoy. I'm Stuart Wellington, and that is Matt Singer. Good thank night, you. everybody. Good night. Thank you.